0: Hi everyone and thanks for listening to Visibility, the monthly podcast produced by CID, the Council for Intellectual Disability. Here, we'll be telling our stories and exploring some of the issues that impact people with intellectual disability. To find out more about our work, visit www.cid.org.au.
1: In the spirit of reconciliation, the Council for Intellectual Disability acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connection to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today.
0: Hello and welcome. Today we're talking with Ricky and Gina, who both have intellectual disability and are married. They live independently in the community and both work. We're going to talk about how they met, how their relationship developed, and about their life together. Ricky and Dina have plenty of insights into the highs and lows of life as a husband and a wife, and how they balance being a couple while also having some personal independence. My name is Raylene Griffiths. I'll be your host today. With me is my co-host, Lauren Bennett. Thanks, Raylene. Welcome, Ricky and Gina, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you. you. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: How long have you two been married? Five years. We met through our
2: Waverly Independent Living Program with Waverly Council. What is Waverly Independent Living? To teach us how to... independent and put us into a a house or unit and to teach us how to cook and clean and all the stuff that we need to do in our lives.
0: Were you both living independently when you did that program? I was living at home at the beginning
2: and then they found me a place to live with other people.
1: Before I joined, I was living with my parents and then I moved to one place living with one other person and me and Dina Sort of started dating and stuff. They thought it'd be a good idea to um, do a trial run to live together. Had you
0: already proposed to Gina at that point, or were you just boy and girlfriend?
1: No, we were just boyfriend and girlfriend at that time. Yeah.
3: So the living together must have gone pretty well then.
1: Well, yeah. To be fair, the uh, the guy I was living with was a uh, was very messy and stuff. So <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't something I missed. <laughs>
3: So was it love at first sight for either of you?
2: Sort of for me a little bit. I liked him when I first saw him.
1: For me it was more I liked the the personality. I liked hanging out and things.
3: Dana, what were the things you first noticed about Ricky that you liked?
1: He was
2: really nice, friendly. He was good looking.
3: <laughs>
2: kind. Personality too I really liked. And we, 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 we had so much in common so it was good. Oh, what kind of things do you have in common? Like we both love going to the movies. We love going out for dinner. We love to laugh and joke around
0: and stuff like that. Did you have a boyfriend before Gina or a girlfriend before Ricky?
1: For me, no. Like I I went on a few little dates here and there, but it was never like a proper relationship sort of got to the point where I wasn't actually like looking. People say, you know, it happens when you least expect it and it did.
2: Dean, what about you? Yeah, I went on a few dates uh, with this group called Day Junction, where they find you people and then they send it to you and you can try them out. And none of them really worked because uh, they weren't my type.
1: I was also part of the company that was trying to help Dina find someone and they were saying, oh, the women that are on on their books are too old for me. And
3: they never put you together? No. No. That's weird. It's really weird. So you think you weren't matched with Ricky because of the age difference? Yeah, Yeah, I think so, but not
2: that
0: much of an age difference. I'm 42 and he's 35. Is it true that there was some matchmaking in the background
1: so before I started uh, the Waverly program, they talked to me for a bit, and, and when they found out I was Jewish, they said, "Oh, you know, there's a there's a nice Jewish girl in the in the group." So I I added her on Facebook, started chatting, and then she got annoyed. <laughs> 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 she obviously didn't meet me yet, and then she blocked me. <laughs>
2: He just kept, he wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> he kept sending messages all the time and it was getting annoying until I really knew who he was properly. And and then I, I got him to unblock me because I didn't know how to do it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you were persistent, Ricky. <laughs> yes, Yeah. yeah. You're persistent so you could charm her in person. Yes. yes. Who asked who on the date and were you nervous about asking them out?
1: Pretty sure Dina asked me. Um He
2: was a bit nervous about it. Yeah. We went to a Waverley thing and his dad told him, come on, ask her out, go out, mm-hmm. with, ask her out, ask her out, because I think he was keen. Because I yeah. was the first one to even talk to his parents. No one else would anyway.
3: Was that nerve-wracking, Dina, meeting the parents? A little bit, because no never know what they are going to be like.
1: The way I met my in-laws was a bit different. So I got invited to a dinner and I showed up all dressed up and smart and everything. And then they are sitting with <laughs> casual. very casual clothes and things. And I'm sitting there like, oh, no. like. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dina's dad was trying a few.
2: To be
0: stupid jokes.
2: Yeah,
1: he's <laughs> jokes. You know, of course you have to laugh at it even if they're not funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you tell us about the proposal?
1: Sure. So I proposed to Dina. It was my... 30th birthday, we went out to this big Turkish restaurant. There was 30-odd people. It was a lot of people.
2: My immediate family and <laughs> and his immediate family and some friends.
1: Yeah. So there was a point where I got up and I said, thank you for coming. You know, my mum slipped me the, the ring. I said, I've got a question for Dina. <laughs> and then, of course, I proposed in front of everyone, which was quite nerve-wracking. <laughs>
3: You're a brave man, Ricky.
1: You're a brave man. Um, I was fairly confident she was going to say yes. I
2: think the parents were too because they were already organising stuff already.
1: Like even before I was going to propose, my mum and her mum got together and already was deciding like where to have it and what to do. And I said to her, you know, she could say no. (laughs) You were already living together before the marriage, but did you
0: feel it was different after you were married? Now we're now more of a couple,
2: uh, uh, like a marriage couple now. In some ways, it, 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 it is important to show that people with disabilities can get married and that can live together and be together as a couple. Chores. Who does the most chores around the house? Me.
1: Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, She does.
2: I do like a lot of the vacuuming and I pick up his cups and stuff all over the house. But we do have a cleaner, but I do bits and pieces and help with the washing and put on the, on the dishwasher and stuff. Reggie, what do you do?
1: Um, so I'll do some of the, sh- the shopping.
2: you put on the dishwasher? I'll put on the
1: dishwasher.
2: Empty
1: it. Take out some of the stuff from the dryer. Yeah, it's like um fairly good balance of things
0: it sounds like you are a couple that wouldn't have any fights <laughs> oh we do sometimes yeah what do you fight about oh
2: a lot of time he doesn't like it that i've got so much clothes but that's a different story <laughs> <laughs> but you know what women are like with all their clothes and stuff mm. yeah so we
3: fight a bit a lot about that mostly so who gets the most uh closet space me
1: yeah <laughs> that's for sure yeah but um we feel really great now that we're in our, our own home, we can um put things in as you want.
2: We knew that when we moved we could get things we want and not have to worry about uh we is that's not gonna let us do this, no one's gonna have this.
0: Now that you own your own place, are you planning on decorating it? We are we're gonna get a new a new table for the lounge room.
1: I've got a man cave. And that's my bedroom.
3: What do you do in your man cave?
1: So I've got my uh, my games. I've got... Um, You've got a PS5. Yeah, I've got my PS5, um, which is like our baby, basically, because we don't have a baby, so...
0: <laughs> your, your work?
1: Yeah, that's, that'll be my kind of study room for work.
0: Would you have liked to have children or do you plan to have children? I would love to, but it just gets with the
2: expense. Can we can't afford it at the moment.
1: If we were to have one, there's a good chance that, you know, it might have a disability. I think we've kind of decided that it will just be, um, yeah, in the two hard baskets. In the future, we would love a dog.
0: So tell us about what kind of dogs you'd like. He wants more like a French French bulldog or a pug,
2: or I would like a schnauzer, like a standard snoucher.
1: Grandpa dogs. Yeah. You know, having a dog will be uh, like really a really good companion. Can always uh, come and take over my my meetings and put the dog in the seat.
0: Thanks, Ricky. We will now take a short break and return to hear more about the choices and decisions in a married life. You're listening to Visibility, the podcast produced by the Council for Intellectual Disability. If you're enjoying this episode, you can support us by reviewing us through Apple, Podchaser or your favourite listening app. Welcome back to our interview with Ricky and Gina. So, who does the cooking? Mostly me, but he does sometimes. He's a good cook when he wants to cook. (laughs) Oh, is
2: he? Yeah. We've done a chicken and mango thing in the slow cooker. So, that's really good. When he wants to cook, he's really good. Are you confident cooks?
1: Reasonably. We might need like a little bit of support just so we can do a variety of things.
3: So you guys are are really living quite independently then.
1: You know, everything that we do from going shopping to paying bills, we've been doing it all.
0: How does that feel?
1: It's great.
2: It shows that we people with disabilities can do all these things. Because there are people out there who just think we just can't do any of this. And that's and they think we should just all have support workers, but no, we can, we can do lots of things.
1: You know, unfortunately it's still that kind of stigma of disability where they think some people are just not capable of getting married and getting and doing all these things.
0: What do you do for fun?
2: Um we do yeah, we do gig buddies. It's a program where you, they set you up with a buddy, like especially with us together twenty-four <laughs> seven. We want to have a bit of a break so we have someone we can go out with and do stuff together, and people who live on their own have someone that can go out and do things. And the bu- gig buddies also have parties that they organise, and then we do a thing called friendship circle with people with disabilities as well that do different activities and stuff. And we meet with people through that as well. We just go out with other friends to dinners and
1: yeah, we uh, we eat a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it is important. To balance the closeness you have as a couple with independent time,
1: regardless of whether it's a partner or whether it's a friend, you can't be around them all the time. It just gets a bit on your nerves. Yeah, on your nerves sometimes, and yeah, you got to make sure people have have their space as well.
2: And the balance, because you need to have a balance. As we do, sometimes we fight
0: for nothing. Yeah. We just need need our space sometimes. Did you get much advice about marriage from your parents?
1: Well, Dina's dad always says, just say yes to everything.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Has that been working for you, Ricky?
1: <laughs> um, it doesn't necessarily work because <laughs> it's a different time and a different, you, are. you know, every every marriage is unique to each other and it should be an individual thing. It shouldn't be one rule for that will cover all of everyone's marriages. Now,
2: both of you work? I work at a school in Croydon called PLC Presbyterian Ladies College, and I work there five days a week and a lot of admin stuff, answering phones and doing mail and helping with the children. And I work with the little ones, sometimes in the classrooms and all different bits and pieces. What are your favourite parts of your job, Dina? Just being with the kids and the staff that I work with. How long have you worked there? Just over 20 years now. But I also went to school there as well, so that
0: was really good. And Ricky, what about you?
1: So before I started working at CID, I worked for a place called Ability Links. My role was to link people to different programs that they wanted to join and it was also to do with people with disability as well.
0: And what do you do at CID? At
1: CID, I'm a project worker and the things that I do is I talk at conferences, I run workshops, we do uh, translation of easy read documents and a whole lot more stuff, yeah. Generally, I'm working 12 hours a a week.
3: What are the parts you most enjoy, Ricky?
1: I really love the team that I'm, I'm with. Uh, we get along really well. The work that you do is very productive and it means something. Gives you responsibilities as well. Yeah, we've been uh, very, very successful.
3: Ricky, I understand that you studied filmmaking as well.
1: It was me and Dina. We went to study at Bus Stop Films. We created a few different films, particularly where I was talking to my mum about how I was growing up and how they discovered that I had a disability.
2: But it's also about the way that doctors were treating people and telling them the wrong ways to talk to
3: people with disabilities. I've seen that film. That mm. is an absolutely beautiful film. It's It makes a huge impact when you watch it.
1: Yeah, and it's actually gone sort of overseas and, and, and things like that and won awards. and.
3: Oh, that's fantastic.
1: But the night that we showed it at Flickrfest, it was so special because Flickrfest was shown in Bondi in our local area. Everyone could come and watch it. You know, it was one of those films that when you hear you don't hear anything after they've watched it, like totally stunned. So, yeah, very proud of, of doing that film.
3: Having studied film, do either of you have any intention of Wanting to work in that area?
1: Um, I definitely do. I've done a few like internships with uh, Fremantle Media, which is a production company.
3: And how about you, Dina, after studying at Bus Stop? Do you have any desire to work in film?
2: Not the biggest, but I do like filming and I like being on film and I've done a few different things with him. We did one with Waverly Council called Short Change and then we did an, another one where we, where we had been in bed.
1: So this was a film about consent?
2: Consent, that we did. And what was it like
3: acting together?
1: You know, sometimes when you're acting with anyone, I guess sometimes there's a little bit of awkwardness, particularly with that consent video. But I think from what people have seen, they were very happy with it anyway. Yeah. Well done, guys. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you guys go
2: travelling together? We've gone on a few cruises together and... We went on three together, Two, one to New Zealand and then we went to what's the other one?
1: Pacific Islands. Pacific
2: Islands for a few weeks, yeah. That was good. We want to do more. We go overseas one day together. What about America? We oh, you went to, to America, that's right. All oh, right
1: For our honeymoon.
2: Because I won the trip to America. Best actor in Australia with a disability.
1: It was yeah. part of the Focus on Ability Film Festival. And, yeah, and so Dina Dina won a trip to America. We I mean, used to do our honeymoon. Yeah.
2: Slash my mother came. But- <laughs> <laughs> Went to L.A., San Francisco, and San Diego. San, Diego. San Diego.
3: Oh, that's it's good timing that you won the award. Yeah. Uh, just in time for your honeymoon as well.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> do you have any plans for the future? We want to
2: travel again. We want to go on another mm. cruise. We also want to – we've got some friends that we want to go – Away with us,
1: Will. We were thinking of going with some friends to
2: Club Med, Club
1: med in um, Thailand or um, one of those places. And it would be kind of our first trip with another couple. Would
0: you be confident to travel internationally on your own?
1: Yeah, I think, I think we, can. we can. I've travelled on my own before. Um, I've travelled to New Zealand and I've travelled to Israel. Being the Google Maps guy, I'm quite sort of street smart. I can work out how to get to places and things like that. And yeah, I think it'd be nice to travel internationally again.
3: Ricky, what do you love about Dina?
1: I think that she's very kind, very happy person. She loves going out like I do. You know, our birthdays are 2 days apart. Helps with birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> and just very friendly and we get a lot of warmth from everyone else as well.
3: And Dina, what do you
2: love about Ricky? That he's caring, he's funny, but he also that he he compromises a lot and he's there for me when I need him and stuff.
0: And what is your advice to people before getting into a serious relationship?
1: If you're going to do it you can't just do what you want and <laughs> All the time, sometimes you actually have to do stuff that the other person has to do, even though, you know, it might not be your favourite thing in the world.
2: Well, I think also not to rush into it. If you rush into it, you may not be happy. You also do have to have interest, the same interest. But if you have nothing in common, it's, hmm. I think the relationship is going to be a little bit boring. You do have to compromise and do have to
0: do things like what the other person wants as well, not just what you want. Dina, do you have any final thoughts about your relationship?
2: The nice thing is sometimes it's like getting home and you can I can say, Oh, Ricky, I've had a bad day at work today, and talk to him about it. And if I'm not with a partner, sometimes I sometimes have to come home, maybe to myself, and have to Who am I going to talk to? I'm having a bad day, I need someone to talk to. Or if, when someone's sick, have someone there to be able to comfort you. You can't go to your parents for every little thing. Sometimes to have someone like Ricky to go to is nice.
1: I've got a bad right eye and Dina's got a bad left eye. She's seen for me on the one side and I'm seeing for her on the other side. We're literally looking out for each other. That's the uh, the big slogan there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's <laughs> so <Yeah>. good.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: You guys are awesome. That was so
0: lovely. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being so willing to share. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: And to all our listeners today, thank you for joining us. Next time we will have yet another fascinating story for you. We'll hear about the unique choices and decisions of a very different personal journey. You're listening to Visibility, the podcast produced by the Council for Intellectual Disability. If you're enjoying this episode, you can support us by reviewing us through Apple, Podchaser or your favourite listening app.